Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to, no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code staple two zero. Sir, we're looking for the nearest landing point. Our helicopter has lost two engines. Mayday, mayday, mayday. Jetfly 457. Do you know who I am? I am Mr. Anderson's daughter. I insist you find a way to save us immediately. Poof. Money isn't going to save you now. The best thing to do is be quiet and pray. No, it can't end like this. I tried raising my phone to pick up a signal, but Blade hit my hand, causing it to tumble onto the ground and the screen to shatter. Stop this nonsense. Nonsense? Actually, I'm trying to get us out of this mess, but all you're doing is just sitting there. Before I could finish my sentence, Blade blurted out, For God's sake! Then jumped out of the pilot's seat, put on a large backpack, and turned to me. Get ready to parachute out. What? Are you serious? No way I'm gonna do that! That's the only way out. Suit yourself, else I don't mind jumping alone either. Oh my god, he's a jerk. Fine, but first thing I'm doing when I get home is getting Daddy to fire him. Then Blade moved us towards the door. Ah! The sky was so vast and perilous! I took a deep breath. It's about time. Am I still alive? I turned to my left and saw Blade lying right next to me. Oh, from this angle, he looks kinda handsome. But wait, why wasn't he moving? Oh my god, is he? I sat up and shook him vigorously. You can't be dead! You must get me out of here! You haven't given me a chance to fire you! Shush. Turn the volume down, will ya? Oh god. You're awake. Take me home at once. I want to go home, not this disgusting place. You're the one who insisted on flying with me in the first place. Ahem, that's not how you talk to your mistress. He rolled his eyes at me and muttered under his breath. Oof, please. You're not my mistress. You're just my employee's spoiled daughter. Can you believe the cheek of that man? Ugh! Anyway, I'm Maya the beloved daughter of the CEO of Anderex Corp. And that jerk is Blade, my father's private pilot. I don't know why my father likes him so much. He's sarcastic, abrupt, and crude. The only reason I was flying with him in the first place was because he was going to pick my father up from a meeting in Rio, which coincidentally, I was in need of a weekend getaway under the hot tropical sunlight. So, two birds, one stone, huh? But... Yeah, this is what I got instead. Oops, how embarrassing. Why was my stomach growling like this? Hearing that, Blade immediately opened his backpack and took out a sandwich. I reached out to take it, but what? He stuffed it straight into his mouth and grinned at me as he chewed. Fine, 
he could keep his lame food. At that moment, we heard a loud noise in the sky. We looked up and saw a rescue helicopter. I jumped up and down, waved and shouted to catch its attention. After a while, I turned around and saw Blade doing something weird. What on earth are you doing? Come here and shout! Now is not the time to build tiny stick houses or whatever, mister. But he just rolled his eyes and carried on. How dare he? I jumped in and kicked hard at the pile of twigs he was stacking. Jeez, he sure looked annoyed. Why are you looking at me like that? It's you who keeps doing all that nonsense this time. Your shouts are useless here. This fire was our only chance of sending that helicopter a distress signal. And you just ruined it. Then he stormed off, leaving me all alone. So the rescue helicopter flew away, and our survival journey continued, unfortunately. Hey, slow down. How long does it take to this stupid brook? And guess what he said to me? We only have one bottle of water, so if you don't want to die of thirst, I suggest you shut up and keep walking. Blah, blah, blah. But we went on and on and on and still couldn't find the brook even though the sun had already set. So we had to create a makeshift tent with our parachute and the two of us gradually fell asleep. Early the next morning, a raging hunger awakened me. Blade was still sleeping, so I crept past him and rummaged in his backpack. Oh, the jerk was hiding an apple from me. I was about to take a big bite out of it when suddenly a hand snatched it away. Ugh! I can't stand it anymore. It's just an apple. Why do you... Huh? When did Blade get so hairy? Wait, was it... A monkey? Ah! I screamed loudly, and the monkey ran away with my breakfast. Blade rushed over to me. You know what, princess? That was the only food we had left. Then he pulled my hand to chase after the monkey. And guess what we found? O-M-G. There was our helicopter next to the brook. We were so happy that we ran over and hugged each other tightly. We're alive! And we have enough food for a week in there. Oh, wait. He was still on my blacklist, so I immediately pushed him away. He scratched his head, and his face turned as red as a tomato. Hmm. I suppose he was kinda adorable sometimes, but I was still mad at him. As the days passed by, we started running low on food. Blade remained persistent and continued trying to make contact on the radio. Finally, he detected the frequency and... Eek! We got a reply! They told us to wait a little longer, and the next morning a helicopter would come to the rescue. At last! This was our last night in this awful place. Blade was so cold and unpleasant at the beginning, but over the past difficult days, he seemed to have opened his heart and really showed his warm side. We actually spent hours chatting that night, and I listened to him talk about his tough childhood in the orphanage and his dream of flying freely in the sky. That's great! I wish I had a dream to dedicate myself to. Oh, you don't have any? Actually, yes. Since my mom passed away my father started working even more. I longed to have my happy family life back, but it wasn't to be. Maybe I will get that again, but this time with my fiancé. Really? 
If so, he's a lucky guy. Huh? What did Blade mean by that? I suddenly felt my face flush. Honestly, speaking of my fiancé, I just found out by accident that the luxurious life he claims to have, all the houses and cars, are all fake. I'm a bit confused, but I haven't asked him directly yet. Just like that, our stories continued until dawn. Ugh, thank goodness, I'm finally out of that awful forest. Maya, Maya, are you okay? I've been worried sick about you. Ch-chase? Oh, you two know each other? Chase is my fiancé. Uh, um, it's a long story, but I'll tell you later. Now let's get going. That night, we stayed at a hotel before heading home. And oh boy, it sure was good to be pampered again. I was sitting in our suite room, picking up my room service order and waiting for Chase. Hmm, what was taking him so long? Feeling down being all alone, I found myself leaving the room and looking for Blade. As I was walking along the hallway, I accidentally bumped into a room service guy and caused him to drop his walkie-talkie. Watch it. Don't mess it up. Hmm. That sounded a lot like... Nah, it can't be. What made my mistress come all the way over to my room? Um, about the things I told you yesterday, regarding Chase, I didn't realize you knew him, so please keep it a secret. Maya, actually I think you need to know this. Suddenly his phone rang, so he answered it. The conversation sounded serious. Then he said to me, the airport cameras have been checked and someone tampered with the helicopter. They're going to send me the footage. We both watched the video and saw a strange young man approaching it before takeoff. Hang on. I recognized that man. He's the room service guy I just bumped into. Uh-oh. I had a bad feeling about this. We need to find him now. Huh? What was that smell? Ew. It was irritating my nose. I asked Blade if he smelt it too and he just shrugged and said all he could smell was my perfume. Then there was a clicking sound at the door. We rushed over to it, but it was jammed. Blade called the front desk, but no one answered. So I took the phone off him and called my room in the hope Chase would pick up. But he didn't. I started coughing. There was definitely a weird smell in here. So I rushed into the bathroom, soaked the towels, and passed one to Blade to cover his mouth and nose with. Then I grabbed the vase off the table and threw it at the window. Smash! Wow, nice shot! Luckily, we were only on the second floor, so with Blade's help, we easily jumped onto the ground. Then we rushed to reception to verify the identity of the suspicious hotel staff, and ran straight into... Chase! Are you two okay? What's with the gas leak? Chase worriedly asked us. Then he turned to scold the hotel manager. Huh? How did he know about that? Blade and I shared confused looks, but neither of us said anything out loud. It was horrible, Chase. I was so scared. Please stay with me. I don't want to be alone. I pretended to cry as I leaned on his shoulder. Then, while Chase was talking to reception... I turned to Blade and asked him to call the police to find the suspicious hotel staff instead. That afternoon, before checking out, the police called to say they'd arrested the suspect. So, all three of us went to the station. 
As soon as the police led the room service guy out, he immediately pointed at Chase and said, He's the one who hired me. Chase gave a shocked look, denied the accusation, and threatened to sue him if he continued with this slander. Stop the act, Chase. I checked, and I know you used my card to send huge payments to the same person. That person. All I did was love you with all of my heart. So why did you try and harm me? No, I never wanted you to be hurt. It's just... I... Why were you always with him? What do you mean? I hate you, Blade. Why do you always stick your nose in my business and ruin everything? I'd almost reached my goal. Then you appeared and messed everything up. So, it turns out Chase was targeting Blade. Not me. The two of them grew up in the same orphanage. As a kid, Chase was a crafty boy who took delight in deceiving others for fun. So the nuns assigned Blade the task of watching over him. Blade just wanted the best for his friend, so he followed Chase's every step and tried to stop him from all his petty theft plans and love scams. So Chase grew to despise Blade, and when they both left the orphanage, they lost contact with each other. Coincidentally, one time, when Chase arrived at my home to pick me up, he saw Blade. So fearing that he'd expose his underprivileged background, he planned to get rid of him forever. I don't care how much money you have. I already know your flashy wealth was all made up, but I thought you had your reasons and weren't comfortable enough to tell the truth. But it didn't matter, as I still wanted to be with you. However, what I find unacceptable is your deceitful and cruel nature. I never want to see you ever again. I burst into tears, and Blade comforted me. As for Chase, he was still begging for me to forgive him as the police dragged him away. It took me a long time to come to terms with what Chase did, but luckily for me, I have Blade to look out for me. Yep, that's right. We're now an official couple. Finally, I have the kind, loyal, action man boyfriend of my dreams. We sure do make a good couple, don't you think? I waited till my mom went out for groceries, then snuck into her room. I'm just borrowing. Just borrowing. I'll pay you back soon. I know what it looks like. Trust me, I don't want to steal from my mom. But if I don't do this, then I could lose my boyfriend and my friends. Then I'll be lonely and sad and easy prey for mean kids to tease. <sighs> I rushed to the park to meet Florian, my boyfriend. That's him over there. I walked over to him and handed him the money. You promise you'll pay it back soon? Sure, babe. You know you can trust me. I went home and convinced myself that I'd have the money back before Mum even noticed. But the next day at school, I couldn't find Florian anywhere. At break time, I asked my friend if she'd seen him. And she told me the shocking truth. Florian had been sent to reformatory camp. Oh my god! Did he really just scam me? Feeling my eyes tear up, I rushed to a corner in the school garden. Okay, so I don't actually have feelings for Florian. I dated him and hung around with the rebel kids because I wanted to build a cool image. The truth is, I'm just a poor girl. If people find this out, then my life would be over, right? They'd isolate me and tease me. Hey, Shannon. 
Are you okay? Oh no, that's my friend Rachel. I can't have her see me like this. Hey, what's happened? She sounded so sincere, and I had to admit it. It would kind of be nice being able to confide in someone. So I blurted out how my dad passed away last year, and now mom struggles to pay the bills, and she works all hours in a factory, and how Florian tricked me into giving him money from mom's savings. To my surprise, Rachel put her arm around me and smiling sweetly said, It's okay, Shannon. I can lend you the money. You can pay me back whenever. My eyes lit up and I spluttered out. Really? You do that for... me? Of course. We're friends, aren't we? Wow, that was surprising. Turns out I'd massively underestimated my friend. I thought she would tease me if she knew the truth, but instead, she actually sympathized with me and tried to help me. At lunchtime, my friend Dee sat down next to me and asked why I looked so down. Hmm, I wonder. I then glumly stared down at my yogurt, sighed, and told her how awful things were for me at the moment. She rubbed my arm and told me it would be okay. Then she lent me some money. Wow, it worked again! I did this a couple more times and voila! I had enough money to replace in my mom's box before she even noticed it was missing. Oh, that's so pretty. It would be just perfect for my upcoming model audition, but there's no way I can afford it. <sighs> I glumly walked off, daydreaming about how amazing I'd look in that dress. Hi, Shannon! I turned around and... Oh, it was Brett, this dorky guy from school. He hurried over to me, nervously itched at his neck, and then spluttered out, Hey, Shannon! Are you shopping? Ugh, this guy was so annoying, as if a pretty girl like me would be interested in a dorky guy like him. Hmm, hang on. Was that a Louis Vuitton shopping bag in his hands? I must have been looking at it, as he lifted it up and, blushing, said, Oh, it's a present for my mom's birthday. I stroked his arm, then gave him my best doe-eyed look. Brett, you're such a good son. Your parents must be so proud of you. I wish I could get my mom something that meaningful too, but we're too poor. I sniffed. I can't even afford this really pretty dress I need for my audition. Brett smiled sweetly at me and said, That's okay. I am... Um, how about I get you the dress as a birthday gift? Your birthday's coming up anyway, right? Let's go! So that's how I ended up with the perfect dress. Oh, and I also ended up with a new boyfriend, Brett. At first, it was great being taken out to posh restaurants and bought lavish gifts for, but then the shine started to fade. I didn't like Brett in that way. In fact, I found him kinda annoying. He's not handsome at all, and he does the dumbest stuff. The other day in the lunch queue, he actually started showing me the terrible dance for his latest TikTok video, and it was so embarrassing. Whenever I had to hang around with Brett, I found myself daydreaming about someone else. This hot boy named Tyler. <sighs> if only I wasn't stuck in this rut with Brett. But it was worth it for the money and stuff. Right? Then one day at school, Rachel came over to me and asked me for her money back. I told her I was really sorry, but I didn't have any at the minute. Rachel sneered. 
Really? Then how come you have all this new stuff? You know my family's poor. I hardly ever see my mom as she works so much. I don't have any money. Fine! Whatever! She stormed off. Rachel must have spoken to the others about this, as when I was with Brett next to the lockers, they came over to me and all started asking for their money back. I tried explaining to them that I didn't have any money, but one of them snorted. Yeah, right. You've had us all fooled with your sob story. Watch out, Brett. She'll do the same to you, too. Then they walked off. Brett was giving me this questioning look, so I tried to act like everything was fine and started sorting my books out. He didn't say anything after that, so I acted as nothing happened and held onto his arm as we walked to class. Then suddenly, he pushed my hand away. Is it true? Are you only with me for my money? No! How can you say that? Stop being ridiculous. I tried to deny, but he wouldn't quit going on and on which drove me mad. You don't trust me? Fine. I don't think I want to be with someone who thinks that little of me anymore. Goodbye. I then stormed off to the girls' restroom. Phew. I almost got exposed. But hey, at least I was now free of Brett, right? But what if Rachel and the others started making more of a fuss about the money? I didn't want them being mean to me about it. I needed to find a way to pay them all back. And fast. I approached Tyler after his basketball practice and asked him if he'd like to go for a drink. There, I put on the waterworks and told him all about my poor family and how I borrowed money from my friends to pay the bills, and now they're all mad at me. Tyler seemed genuinely concerned and instantly handed over some money. I hugged him and repeatedly thanked him. Mmm, he smelled so good, but I felt kind of bad. This isn't like with Brett since I really do like Tyler, and I feel guilty for taking his money. After that, I went and found Rachel and the others and paid them back. I thought my friends would be okay with me now, but turns out they weren't. Whenever I passed them at school, they sneered and gossiped about me. This sucked, but at least I had Tyler. We started hanging out all the time, and he was so sweet and funny. He also offered to lend me more money, but I refused as... I didn't want to borrow any more than I needed to ever again. Then, that evening, I was scrolling through my social media account when I saw some posts about... me. Oh no. They were saying how I took advantage of other people's sympathy to get money. I was freaking out. So I quickly replied to the thread saying it wasn't like that, and my life was hard. But then Rachel commented... Here she goes, playing the victim again. The next day at school was awful. I felt like everyone was gawping at me. But as long as Tyler was by my side, it's all okay. I was chilling with him by the soccer field when Brett walked over, an angry look on his face. You used me, didn't you? You never liked me at all. You just wanted my money. I stared at him open-mouthed, not knowing what to say. That's real low, Shannon. Hey, Ty, if I was you, I'd stay away from her. Unless you want to end up in debt. He walked off. Is what he said true? No. Well, yes, but it was the past. It isn't like that with you, I promise. Tyler shook his head, then said, I didn't think you were like that. Then he grabbed his stuff and left. 
This was awful. Not only had I lost all my friends, but now I'd lost the boy I truly cared for, too. After that, everyone ignored me at school. It felt horrible to know I was that unpopular, and I couldn't wait to finish school. When my graduation day finally arrived and I went up to get my certificate, suddenly Rachel rushed up onto the stage and grabbed the mic. Hey, everyone! I think it's only fair that you all know the truth about Shannon. She uses her friend's sympathy to get money out of us. She even dated a guy just so she could make him buy her everything she wanted. Oh, my God. All the teachers, students, and even my mom were staring at me. I felt like I was going to faint from shame. So I frantically pushed past everyone and raced out of there. When I got home... I locked myself away in my room and cried into my pillow. I was never leaving my room again. The shame was too much. A little later, my mom knocked on my door. Then she came into my room and perched on the edge of my bed. Honey, I'm just wondering why you did those things. I told mom everything about Florian tricking me, how I took money off my friends and used Brett. Then afterward, I took a box from under my bed opened it, and told Mum it was for her. In it was a new safety outfit for her work, as well as some new casual clothes, too. Your work outfit is already worn out, and I want you to have nice clothes. I know we aren't wealthy or anything, but you work so hard, and you deserve nice things. Sweetie, thank you, but you don't have to buy me anything. I know it's been a struggle since your dad passed away but it's never okay to play the victim to take advantage of people like that. Then she hugged me. What's done is already done. Now the only thing you can do is apologize to them all, then start a new life. Become a better person. So that whole summer, I did just that. I apologized to all of my friends, every single one of them. Well, except Tyler, as he was away all summer. <sighs> Then I went to college for a fresh start. I swear, I won't make the same mistakes again. I've learned my lesson on that one. Oh, I'm so nervous. Tyler is in the city this weekend and he's agreed to meet me. Oh my god, there he is. This is it. I finally have the chance to apologize to him. I hope he forgives me and sees how much I regret what I did. This time away from him made my feelings grow even stronger. Oh boy, I just miss him so much. He still looks at me with that soft smile and such sparkle in his eyes. I can't lose him this time. And I won't. Wish me luck. All we can do now is pray, the doctor said as he left the room. I looked at Ethan lying on the hospital bed, surrounded by medical equipment, and felt my heart sink. Then Elliot came over to me and said, Charles, I think you should maybe go home and rest. There's nothing you can do right now. Yeah, Elliot was right. Now I had to be stronger than ever, and in fact, if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't have made it through this crazy time. Although Elliot was a newbie in our department, we'd become close very quickly, and I was so grateful for her. I smiled at Elliot and offered to drive her home. And then I went to see my mate Cooper. He'd just got back from living abroad. We'd been friends for years. We first met at a gay pride party. He was bisexual and I was gay. At least, I had been. But now, I wasn't so sure. You see, I realized that every time I was with Elliot, 
My heart was beating faster than usual. Could it be that... I got so lost in my thoughts, I didn't even see Cooper opening the door. He looked at me and said, Dude, what's wrong with you? You look like you've seen a ghost. I told him I was in deep trouble and really needed his advice. Lying on his couch, I explained how my boyfriend Ethan was in hospital, but that I'd started having feelings for a girl. Cooper looked at me with sympathy in his eyes, but then he just nudged me and said, Charles, welcome to my life. It's okay to have feelings for both men and women. It's normal. I asked him what I should do, and he said I should just listen to my heart and let it decide. And then he winked at me and asked to see a photo of this girl who was turning me by. I opened my phone and showed him, and he looked shocked. His eyes went wide, and I asked him if he thought she was hot too. But then he said something that made my blood run cold. She's my ex-girlfriend, bro. Whoa, what? This couldn't be happening. Then Cooper told me how they used to date and had even set a wedding date. But then something had happened, and they'd broken up. This was too weird. What were the chances? I wanted to ask him more about what she was like and why they broke up. But from the look on his face, it was too painful to speak about. Plus, it also made me feel a bit uncomfortable. I could barely sleep that night. Worrying about Ethan and thinking about Elliot and Cooper. It was all so strange. The next day, when I was concentrating on my work, my manager suddenly came over and said, Charles, congrats. You're doing so well. I didn't expect one of your team members that you managed to get promoted so quickly. Huh? What was he talking about? No one had been promoted. I was so confused. He noticed how puzzled I looked and said, Didn't you know? Elliot took over Ethan's role as director. What? How did this happen? I looked at him in surprise and he continued. Word on the street is that Elliot is the president's daughter, so it's normal for her to take over. She clearly hid her identity well, didn't she? Then he just laughed and walked off. Wait. If Elliot was the president's daughter, that meant that she was related to Ethan. She was Ethan's sister, right? Oh, this couldn't be. She'd acted like she didn't even know him at the hospital that day. I quickly ran to find her and said, Hey, Elliot, why didn't you tell me you were Ethan's sister? You know that me and your brother are in love. Why would you hide this from me? Elliot just sighed and said, Well, actually, I didn't want to hide this from you. But my parents sent me to help Ethan to run the company. I don't have any experience, so I wanted everyone to treat me like a normal newbie so I could actually learn. That's why I hid my identity. I'm so sorry. I guess she'd done the right thing, as I'd heard lots of gossip behind my back when I'd started dating Ethan. So I sympathized with her. But now it all made sense. The reason I had a crush on Elliot. She looked so similar to Ethan. The same deep blue eyes, the same cheekbones, even the same gestures. She also had the same shrimp allergy, and they both had this pen-spinning habit when they're deep in thoughts. How had I not noticed this before? What if I wasn't in love with Elliot? I was just in love with how she was so similar to Ethan. Okay, that made me feel a lot better. So it was Ethan I loved after all. The next day I went to visit Ethan with a huge bouquet of sunflowers, his favorite. When I was walking through the entrance, I spotted Cooper. Hey, we meet again, I called out. What are you doing here? He told me how he was visiting his ex who'd been in an accident, and I said I was visiting my boyfriend who'd been in an accident. Let's walk together, I said. What room's your ex in? 1502, Cooper said. Are you sure? I mean, that was Ethan's room, I thought. Then it hit me. Hang on, is your ex called Ethan? I asked, really hoping it wasn't. How did you know that? Cooper said. Because Ethan is my boyfriend, I said. This was way too awkward. How was it possible to have this many coincidences? I couldn't believe it. Cooper was shocked too, and said that Ethan was the reason he and Elliot had broken up. 
He'd fallen in love with Ethan. And Ethan's family had been so upset by this, they kicked Ethan out of the house. Oh, so that's why Ethan never talked to his family and told me to never ask about them. After that mess, unfortunately, their relationship didn't work out. So Cooper packed up his stuff and decided to go study abroad to start things fresh. Oh man, this was a lot to digest. I couldn't help but wonder how Elliot had felt when she'd found out her husband-to-be was in love with her brother. Cooper and I were so shocked, but not as shocked as we were going to be a moment later. We were about to walk into Ethan's room when we heard Elliot's voice. She was speaking in a mean tone, saying, Ethan, you just wait. How will you feel when your boyfriend falls in love with me? It'll be painful, right? I'll make him leave you and it'll serve you right after everything you've done to me. It's time for a taste of your own medicine. I froze when I heard her saying that. I turned to Cooper and he was just as shocked as I was. Suddenly he burst through the door and I stormed in after him. Elliot almost fell off her chair in surprise at seeing us. Um, why, why are you two here together? She said. Hey, stranger, Cooper said. Come on, Elliot, give it up already. It's been a long time. Things were over between us. Just let go and move on. Cooper was so angry, but Elliot just laughed and said, Get over yourself, Cooper. It's not about you. I don't have feelings for you anymore. I just want revenge on my brother. It was so cruel of him to steal you away and ruin my life like that. Then with eyes full of hatred, she turned and looked at poor Ethan lying there. I was furious. I realized exactly what Elliot had been doing. Deliberately flirting with me to steal me away from Ethan. How could she? I confronted her on the spot. What's wrong with you? Why would you treat me like this? And your poor brother? I didn't expect... Before I could continue, though, she interrupted me and said, Charles, wait, listen to me, please. It's true that that was my intention at first, but then I, I fell in love with you. And I thought you were starting to fall for me, too. Uh, I'm so sorry. Elliot then tried to reach for my hand, but I was disgusted. I pushed her away and said, Get away from me. I don't want to see you anymore. Elliot started crying, but I was too upset to be bothered. I was just so horrified that she'd do this. I was so disappointed in myself, too, for falling into her trap. Poor Ethan. He didn't deserve any of this. I stared at him lying there on the hospital bed. What if he knew? I kept staring at him and swear I saw his fingers twitch. Oh my gosh, was he waking up? Cooper quickly went to the doctor while I stayed with Ethan and tried to talk to him. Ethan, Ethan, are you awake? The doctors ran a few tests and said that Ethan had finally regained consciousness and would wake up properly soon. Cooper and I were over the moon. I was so relieved he was going to be okay. And it seemed like Elliot also felt the same as she stood quietly in a corner of the room, tears streaming down her eyes to the corner of her mouth that turned up in the most subtle smile. And as expected, about a week later, Ethan opened his eyes. I'd never been so happy in my life. He started physical therapy, and I spent a lot of time helping him. Of course, Cooper popped in to visit too, and we all had a good laugh about how connected we all were. This must have been real fate, because calling this coincidence would be an understatement. As for Elliot, she just disappeared. But then a few days later, when Ethan, Cooper, and I were chatting together in the hospital, an email popped up on my phone. It was Elliot, and she said she was so sorry for what she'd done, and she just hoped that Ethan and I could forgive her. Then she said she wished us only happiness. I told Ethan and Cooper the good news, and we were all so relieved. Maybe we could all be friends after all. I mean, Elliot might become my sister-in-law one day, right? Life can be so funny. I'm just so glad Cooper appeared when he did, and everything came out into the open. I'd never forgive myself if I'd left Ethan for his sister. Ethan was always the one for me.